Mm-hmm. And we're back with Region 3. Um, so we're going to start off with Wooster, the Italian Mafia. This team's just been on a roll. Um, Coach Statwolf really has his guys playing well. Uh, I like this team. They're 18-0, and 43. That freshman class is really helping them with Samuel Greer and Charles uh, Piantowski. Those guys are both huge recruits. So getting those guys, you add them to Kyle Gold, who's part of you know the 102-28 class. So that big uh, gap made up is probably him, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a great 120 senior class. This team's got a lot of talent, um, top to bottom. They don't have any – I mean, any of these guys can go off in any given game, but uh, but they don't need to because they, they share the ball well. Um, let's look at some of their ranks. They are number six in points, number uh, five in rebounds. Um, yeah, they're number yeah two in defensive rebounds, probably because they force a lot of misses, um, and they're really good at that. So, uh, yeah, team's really good. They're going up against uh, Brunswick, another Conference One team. Uh, you know, they got Luke Pascal, who's a really solid player. Um, I like Zachary McWilliam, uh, McWilliams, but um, yeah, they're. This is a tough matchup uh, for anybody. Um, I really like this Booster team. No, I'm with you. I think Brunswick is outclassed here. Uh, this one looks like, you know, a, a number one 16 matchup that you might expect, right? We we do get 16 over one upsets sometimes uh, in sim sports for sure. Uh, I don't see that one happening here. Worcester with two different classes ranked number one by two different magazines. You know, the one eight hardwood sim hoops freshman class, and then the 20 slash one hardwood sim hoops senior class. And then you throw in the hardwood class among the sophomores with gold that you mentioned. And, you know, this team is just loaded with talent. That's why they're undefeated. Uh, they did get beat in the PNTT playoffs, but you. Know, most teams do. Yeah, you're right. I, we, we did beat them. Of course, they beat us in the game that mattered to the regular season that everybody can see. So they, what do you, double digits back then? Hmm? Well, what do you have to, as, as a team that's played them twice? What are your, what's your scouting report? Well, uh, you know, I can't reveal any secrets from the game that we somehow, when we somehow managed to beat them. But um, it, uh, you know, I think trying to, you know, trying to identify some slightly weaker defensive spots uh, on their squad, you know, would be, you know, helpful. And they're a little bit more vulnerable than maybe some other number one seeds with this much talent, only because they don't block a lot of shots, Uh, you know, 5.9 blocks per game. Uh, is pretty low for a team that's as good as they are. At some point in this tournament, that may come back to bite them, right? Um, they're going to be playing some teams that score down low. Uh, without that interior defense, it might be a little bit difficult to stop those teams, but I, I don't really see Brunswick as being one of those teams. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, next up, let's talk about this 8-9 matchup. I really like this. Uh, so, Topeka, um, I think it's a travesty that they got an eight seed. Like I feel bad for Wooster. Um, this team is really solid. They've they lost one game to Plainview. Now they've, they've had their, their dust-ups. Like they've went to overtime versus Shawnee. They went to overtime versus Midland. Those are not games that should have been anywhere even kind of close, but they beat a really solid mid uh, Huntsville team by four points. 
Um, a team that's, I mean, Huntsville is very worthy of. I know you love Huntsville. Yeah. I mean, they're really, they're really talented. And yeah, I'm not very, saying they aren't. Just yeah. I mean, they got a two seed, right? Uh, sure, sure. They jumped right over us. They were number ten. We're number nine. Somehow they got I the two seed. Kind of interesting. They they got the two seed, and Topeka got eight seed. Um, but no, they're number thirty-one. Topeka's right where it should be. I mean, you should complain about the power rankings, not the seeding for Topeka. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I, <laughs> I mean, that's what I am doing. So I know. anyway, I think this team's really talented. Uh, you know, they they have some low games, some good games, but. Uh, Lambert Hicks, um, and then obviously Clifford Brown is a beast. Uh, you look at their rankings, they are number eight in assist. Um, you know, they're number six in point margin. So they, they got a lot of solid, um, <laughs> they are number, uh, their opponents are number 256. Uh, 256 in uh, free throws. So they're very good at free throw defense. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, just a funny stat that I just saw. Oh, yeah, so wow, 64, 64% their opponents shoot from the line. So it'll be interesting seeing Clifford Brown going up against Nathaniel Schultz because Nathaniel uh -huh. Schultz, and then uh, Marco Young is a stud too. Uh, I am interested because Topeka runs a zone. Uh, that might give them a little bit of problem, but um, yeah, Marco Young's a really solid player. And, you know, I think Conference 3's, pretty solid they did be a really good scranton team we talked about scranton earlier um mm -hmm. they lost to lancaster by 49 oh yeah. my god um so up and down team what do you think of this matchup yeah i mean you said it brown versus schultz that's the headline right i mean nathaniel schultz senior uh part of a number five ranked hardwood 55 sim hoops class playing like a star for sure this season he's their best player and then he goes against Clifford Brown, who's the best player for a very good Topeka team. Uh, well, you know, they're different heights. Schultz, 6'11", Brown only 6'9", both playing center, though, and uh, both can do a lot on the court. So that's fun. Uh, you know, it's just very difficult to, you know, know exactly what to make of Topeka, given that they played only the number 254 ranked schedule. But as you say, you know, I, I teased you about liking Huntsville so much, but Huntsville's really good. and. Yeah winning that game shows that Topeka is legitimate, right? You know, uh, it's not, it's actually striking to me that they could still have a strength, strength of schedule. That's all the way down at number 254, even though they played a top 10 team in Huntsville, yeah. it's just, you know, weak the rest of their schedule is, yeah. um, but that's a nice win. Uh, you know, they, I think have the talent to back up, you know, some of that, you know, the 17 and one record, uh, the concern for them in this game would be height overall, I think, right? They have a 6'4 small forward uh, going against a 6'9 small forward and Alexander Williams, not the best player for Wilkes-Barre, but he may be able to, you know, take advantage of that height there. Um, also and running then, but one huh? thing I will say is with that zone that they're running, Marco Young, he shoots 9.23s per game. And he yeah, yeah. So he's shooting 43.6% from three. Um, and any nine is so many, <laughs> um, that is a That's lot a good of point. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe the zone will key in because they don't really rely on anyone else to score other than him and Schultz, but maybe uh, he'll just shoot over it and just <laughs> bombs away. Yeah, you could be right. That's true. That may not be a favorable matchup for Topeka. Um, 
And, you know, as good as Brown is, he's not the world's greatest interior defender either. So, I, you know, uh, I, I do think Schultz will be able to get his. So, you know, I, I think this is a fairly even matchup. It's it's hard for me to tell what to make of Wilkes-Barre. I agree. Conference three looks relatively strong, but I, I think Lancaster is the best team in that conference, even though the power rankings don't bear that out. Uh, and, you know, seeing how overmatched Wilkes-Barre was against Lancaster, uh, that gives me some pause. So uh, Topeka really has sort of more upside uh, with just the one loss only by three points. So I, I tend to think they're, they're probably the better bet. Um, but yeah, interesting game. For sure. All right, let's look at this 4-13 matchup. I like this matchup a lot. Um, yeah, Culver City, the Butterburger is going up against Gulf Shores. Gulf Shores is a really solid team. Um, they got, you know, Nicholas Wise is a beast. You were up, right? Or... Oh, well, yeah. So Nicholas Wise was one of the many guys, like I said, I've, I've complained to you about over the years. He was someone I had determined to max and then literally forgot to spend the points in week one. So I watched in horror as the season went on and saw... Uh, how easily he was obtained by Gulf Shore. So oh, terrific recruit. He wasn't, he was, he was, you said he was mad. I'll give you the exact details. Here's what happened, everyone. Uh, Nicholas Wise from Conference 2. None local, maybe none plus local at the most. At the reveal, clear lead for Providence, Coach Jag from Conference 2. So a clear lead max for a guy. Uh, so quite the bold max there from Providence. None local in his own conference. Goes for him, gets the clear lead max. So, I mean, you got to be ecstatic in that situation. Mm -hmm. Then forgets to recruit in the following week. And here comes Gulf Shores from 49 to 66 to tie it up. Now it's a 1-1 tie the whole rest of the way. They both maxed the rest of the way. But because of that local, it was pretty easy for Gulf Shores to to win that one. So, like I said, just (laughs) so many regrets on my part for, I mean, literally I was like going through, okay, here are my maxes. I even posted, I think, that I was going to max him. It wasn't a ruse. You know, I fully decided I was going to do it. I just never spent the points. Uh, and then here he is on this, you know, number 12 ranked team. Bold move by uh, Gulf Shores going to 49. <laughs> I know. Yeah, to get to 49 and then to max up. Weird, weird pattern of recruiting. So we, we need to get yeah. Jag on the podcast here to ask him what happened there, how he forgot to recruit that one week. I mean, his regrets should be even greater than mine. He had this guy. You know, I was only like dreaming about him. He, he actually had him and lost him. Well, anyway, this team's really good. Uh, you know, they Carlton Smith, the senior point guard, just a solid defender, you know, um, passing it. Robinson and Sumner, those guys are big men that grab all the rebounds. Uh, this is a really solid team. Um, number eight in uh, defensive rebounds. They are, yeah, no other thing top ten, but um, – they got a solid team. They lost in the uh, to Evansville, who went on a crazy run in the conference tournament. And, uh, you know, they also lost to Ithaca, which was a little surprising. But they've beaten some good teams. They beat Norman pretty handedly, 25 points. Um, they beat Shreveport by 17 the first time and then lost by 17. I talked about that in Region 1 a little bit. Um, but so they're going up against Culver City. In Culver City, they got Chase Meadows, the senior, um, scoring 21.8 points a game. And then they got Jalen Clark, the other senior. These two are part of the team that went to the championship last year and came up just short against Ann Arbor. Um, Mm -hmm. 
at least two seniors from that class. But, uh, you know, they seem to – I mean, they replaced them with bench players. You know there's a lot of talent on this team. Um, you know, Meadows, Harris, and Clark have been to two straight Sweet 16s. And um, last year they made it to the championship. So I think they're pretty good. Um, should be an interesting matchup. What do you think? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, just to start where you left off on Culver City, like you said, they were in the title game last year. Interesting to note, Meadows, who's their leading scorer now and a senior, part of a great class, didn't have uh, Harris and Clark started, and Clark was part of their run for sure. Uh, but Meadows, you know, was coming off the bench and now is an integral part of this team. So, uh, you know, he has really stepped in nicely. Uh, it's a little hard to tell how much talent they have outside of this class. I think they may be due for a bit of a fall after this year, but Clark has already shown us how you know impactful he can be in the NTT. So he's there, um, and now you know he's got his two senior running mates with him leading the way. And this team, uh, you know, Clark is their best shot blocker, but Miles Pritchett also blocks shots. Uh, Stevens and Wexler off the bench do as well. And it all adds up to 11.3 blocks per game. I don't know if I, I may have missed it. If you said it, I'm not sure, but they, I think are in the top five in blocks per game as a team. Yeah. Number three. So um, that is so, always a stat. I, I look at, go ahead. Also. Okay. Well, this is crazy. <laughs> they are the worst team in free throws. They're number two fifty six in free Ooh, throws. 56% from the line. I did not see that. Wow. They are very, very bad, but defensively they're the number one team in field goal percentage defense they're the number two team in true shooting uh uh percentage defense they're the number one team in true in points defense they're the number um yeah so this like defensively (laughs) this team's got it like Mm -hmm. they want to muck the game up they want it to be ugly good luck scoring points um against them so for reference Yakima, one of the most powerful scoring teams in the country, scored 70 points against them. That's it. Just 70. Um, that team's... That and team's, shot 40% from the field. 40.8. So, yeah. Did win um, because uh, Culver City only scored 50 points. But mm-hmm. this team just... They can make games ugly, and they can win games like... <laughs> I mean, the Silver City, they hold up, held them to 23 points. Um, which is, wow. <laughs> you know, um, so this team, yeah, they might give Wise and McDonald some fits. I'm, I'm curious to see how this one plays out. Yeah, for sure. Gulf Shores, I want to say before we move on, has a great NTT history. Uh, it's been a little while to be fair, but, uh, they won a, few, a couple NTTs back in the day and yeah. made a final four after that. Yeah. Uh, so this is a team that, and with the same coach, right? So you know, a team that knows how to step it up come tournament time. Uh, and they have a very solid center in Holden Sumner, not a scorer, but a guy who, you know, he plays good defense as well. Um, I think he'll be able to hold his own in that center matchup against Clark. So I lean toward Gulf Shores just because I think Culver City is running on fumes a little bit at this point. I mean, you're certainly right to point out there. They are excellent on defense, but they just don't have a lot of scoring. You know, the fact that Meadows was not a starter for them last year tells you, you know, he, he's a good player, but you know, not somebody who was good enough to start last year. And he's kind of their whole offense now, you know? Um, So, you know, he's been good and they don't need to score a ton of points because they are so good on defense. Um, But I I think Gulf Shores 
has that nice, you know, nice resume. You talked about some good non one good non-conference win, good win in the conference. I think they may be around for a bit. Yeah. Um, the next team is the Yonkers Yaks. Uh, you know, they've, they're 16 and two, 13 and zero in their conference. Um, they, they lost a few games in the PNTT. They didn't even make it to the playoffs to be able to defend their, um, title. Uh, but since then they've just taken a pretty easy schedule and done what they should have done with it, which is Mm -hmm. just run through it like a hot night through butter. Um, you know, they, they did have a close game against Baltimore, only a one point win there, a two point win against Virginia beach, but, um, they're taking care of business. They got four players back from their, uh, PNTT championship team from last year, uh, you know, two years ago, these guys made it to the Elite Eight last year. They got bounced in the second round. Um, but, yeah, they still have they still have a lot of talent. It's just hard because they don't have that uh, Zachary DeBose type of player that they had last year. Right, right. And to be fair to them, they lost in the second round last year, like you said. But I think it was to Ann Arbor who went on to win the tournament, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or if not, I just expected them to lose to Ann Arbor if they were going to lose. Let me check. Um, uh, no, they lost to Waterloo. So fair enough. I, I expected them to get all the way to Ann Arbor, but Waterloo is another very good team. Yonkers was the one seed and, and got beat by, I think Waterloo may have been the nine, but they were underseeded, um, in my view. So yeah, that was a really strong Yonkers team last year. Too bad for them that they weren't able to put it together. They're not as good this year as they were last year. Like you said, DuBose is gone. Um, they do have Ballinger down low. Uh, he's really good. They've got Dawkins and Bland, uh, they're, they're talented. To me, this matchup is a little bit more about the fact that, and I'll lead you into you here, you can talk about them. I don't see Oklahoma City as a very formidable NTT opponent. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I don't think they're, I mean, they definitely don't have the star power, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which is kind of something you look for. They're not a bad team by per se, but they just haven't really played anybody um, when they do play teams they keep on losing. Um, yep. Bad like, sign. Or even average teams, they lose. <laughs> so they did win their conference tournament um, and their conference, but their conference isn't that great. Uh, yeah. If if they are going to make a run, you know, you need a guy like Michael Anderson. Maybe Cody Thorne could have a really good game. He's a good defensive passing guy, but, um, I mean, yeah, this is just not a good matchup for them. <laughs> Maybe get Michael O'Neill, the other freshman in there. Look at him, backup point guard. Some really nice numbers. I mean, their starting point guard, Christopher Drew, has been totally fine. So this is not an indictment of him. But yeah. O'Neill, per 30, has the best numbers on the team. So oh, yeah. uh, might might need to change something up uh, to beat a team like Yonkers. So why not yeah. throw him in there? Um, and in fact, I'm going to just take a look right here. Now, O'Neill has not started a game. He's played a bunch of minutes for a backup, but hasn't started so far. But yeah, I think I think Yonkers, even without Dubose, maybe they're not quite the same team they were, but they look like a superior team for sure. Yeah. All right, let's look at the two seed. We got Huntsville going up against Glendale. Um, Huntsville, you got Heard, Martin, Napier. I mean, those guys are just beasts. <laughs> and then, you know, Blake Dixon, uh, Kyle Novosad, uh, the big man that can pass, defend. I mean, yeah, you can say what you want about this team. 
I think they're really talented. Maybe their bench isn't as good, but you know, the, this starting five is is really really talented. They made it to the PNTT uh, championship. They did lose to Vicksburg by one. They always have a tr- trouble with Vicksburg for some reason. Well, except <laughs> when they beat them by fifty one points earlier this year. <laughs> but yes, I know. And in, in years past, it's been true. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> but you know, I don't know. I they they did lose two games earlier. They lost to Bloomington. They lost to Eugene. So I don't want to take that. I mean, that's something to take into consideration, but. Um, as far as star power, like, I mean, those guys are just really good. Napier has a chance still to be league player of the year. He was actually number one in game score before he, uh, before he got in foul trouble and in the, uh, semifinals of the, uh, actually he got in foul trouble in the semifinals and the finals of the, uh, um, conference tournament. And he kind of dropped because of that. But this team's number one in true shooting, number two in three-point percentage. Um, they are number one in true shooting margin, um, number eight in points, number one in point margin. They don't play that tough of a schedule. They did lose to that Topeka team. and then, um, But, yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, the true shooting numbers really are amazing. I mean, 61.1% as a team, and then they give up 43.8%. So it's not just that they're number one in true shooting margin. That's just like an amazing margin to see of 17. Uh, I mean, I'm looking now. Yeah, so they have a 17.3 margin. Number two is Aspen at 13.5. So that's a huge differential between one and yep. two. Um, so, I, you know, even though they don't have the strongest schedule, as you said, it's not as if they have the weakest schedule in the country either. So that's very impressive. For sure. And then, the, but they go up against, they have an interesting team, uh, Glendale, the Girton Busters. Um, Zaquan Simon, the senior point guard, 28.3 points per game. Uh, wow. so that, that should be a fun matchup between him and Hurd. Um yeah, just seeing them go back, uh, back and forth against each other. Um, he's uh, he's the second leading scorer in points in the whole league. So he, this is kind of an interesting, uh, interesting matchup. Uh, Conference twenty seven is really tough. I think in the middle, like I think they have a lot of solid teams, but maybe no great teams. Um, mm-hmm. And they, the team ended up winning. Uh, the conference tournament, beating some really good teams along the way, um, knocking Inglewood out of the um, NTT. Fremont got in as, like, I think a 15 seed or something like that. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, this team, earlier in the season, they beat Wooster. Um, in, it was an exhibition game. But I think this Girton Busters team, I think you give them a chance in this game, right? Yeah, well, I, I like the team. Uh, their problem would be the opponent, right? I mean, I, I they haven't... Okay, to talk up Glendale first. They haven't been blown out at all, all season. They have one... They have two 14-point losses. At least I wouldn't call those blowouts. Uh, that's that's their biggest margin of defeat so far this year. And they've just been in a lot of close games. You know, uh, five-point loss, two-point loss, three-point loss. And in preseason, another three-point loss. Uh, and some close wins as well, but... You know, that's an eye-opener to beat Worcester, even in preseason, because I remember how well Worcester was playing even back then. And, of course, Worcester hasn't lost in the regular season. So 
And to pair with that, they beat Blacksburg as well, also in preseason. You know, those games are not being factored into the power rankings, obviously. Uh, but they tell us that this Glendale team has some talent. They've been able to compete with some of the very best teams in the whole country. And a lot of that has to do with Simon and how good he is. I mean, um, you look at the Worcester game, he wasn't terrific. He had 17 points and eight assists, not his very best game. He was only five for 12, but he still was able to affect the game with those eight assists and, and two steals as well. Um, and then in the win over Blacksburg, he had 29 points, more like what you might expect. So he he's good. Maybe he'll be able to get hurt in foul trouble. Maybe he'll be able to score a bunch of points, but it's very hard to shake the idea that Huntsville might make a big run with a, you know, a 30 point scoring more margin and a 17 percentage point true shooting margin. Um, you know, th- it doesn't seem like the kind of team that's going to lose in the first round. Yeah. Let's look at Eugene, um, the number seven seed going up against the 10 seed Tuscaloosa, two really solid teams. Um, I, Eugene's got Justin Blount, uh, Jalen Diaz, the, um, freshman center has been playing okay. You know, he's pretty good. Uh, it's nice to have, have that height um, there. But, yeah, this team runs through Blount. Um, I mean, you know about him a little bit, just mm-hmm. playing him, was it once or twice this year? Yeah, twice. Once out of division and then in the conference tournament final. Yeah. What do you think of this team? You know, with that, this is a team that we happen to have matched up well against this season for whatever reason. We beat them handily in the regular season um, and then, you know, by a smaller margin in the conference tournament final. Uh, they certainly do have some talent. Uh, Blount is a very good player, as you said. Uh, Bennett Roberts is, is good as well. Uh, Diaz early in this season looked like he might be a star despite the recruiting class rankings. And I really was confused as to why. And especially if you take a look at his high school numbers, they're yeah. quite good. Um, so I was thinking, man, they really, they pulled a fast one and bringing him in. Uh, but he, he has trailed off a little bit as the season's gone on. Uh, I think they just haven't necessarily been able to find the right five guys. Uh, Amon Curry off the bench is somebody who I think was a tie, like a three, three tie that. even maybe. <laughs> yeah. You remember him. Okay. He, yeah. Yeah. So he's not in there. Leslie Terry is another guy who I, I think may have been a recruiting win. Uh, he's not starting. Um, so it just, it seems to me like the pieces have not fit for them so far this year with that said, you know, they're in the top 25. Right. Uh, and uh, one thing I just want to say before I forget, you mentioned it Huntsville, uh, lost to Eugene in the preseason only by two points, of course, but you know, that could be a potential second round matchup if we were to get there, uh, not discounting Tuscaloosa at all, not suggesting that, you know, Eugene's going to win just saying that's an interesting thing to keep in mind as the game goes on. So, or as the tournament goes on, I should say. Um, so yeah, you, you know, Eugene started undefeated. They were eight. No, uh, we beat them up pretty bad in, in our first game. Uh, and they have been sort of up and down since then. Uh, so it's, I would say they, they acquitted themselves well out of conference in the PNTT and then didn't necessarily have the conference season they were hoping to have after that. Yeah. So they're going up against, uh, Tuscaloosa and Efren Owens. Efren Owens is really solid player. Um, just defensive, um, can pass. He doesn't shoot very like good percentages, but he gets to the line a ton, and that just really helps him. I think. I mean, none of these players shoot. I, I, I mean, I guess uh, their big men do shoot pretty well. So I, I might be interested in having Owens take a few less shots, but 
a lot of those shots he's taken from three. So it's hard to, you know, it's hard to fault him too much that his percentage is low when the three-point ball is uh, bringing those down. Uh, Ja'Cory Walls, the senior, um, really solid player, efficient, passes, defends, scores. Um, yeah, what do you think of this team? How do you think they match up against Eugene? Yeah, I don't know. I got to admit, I'm not overly impressed looking at Tuscaloosa. And then they have played a tough schedule, number 24 strength of schedule. So I should acknowledge that that's going to depress their stats a little bit. But to see them having given up 55.9% true shooting to their opponents, that's kind of alarming. And, you know, it, it, that's a higher true shooting percentage than they have because offensively they're fine. Uh, they're good in that regard. You talked about Owens, how he hasn't been the most efficient player. Uh, he still has been good and they have other guys who have been efficient. Maybe they could tweak those shot settings a little bit, give Walls and McMurphy more opportunities. Um, but, you know, so offensively, I think they're good. I just, I don't know about them on defense. And then if you take a look at their schedule, uh, they don't have a win. They beat Cooperstown, a team that I think we liked looking at them earlier. So that that's a good non-conference win legitimately. Um, they beat Indianapolis, a team that from what I could tell, maybe is a little bit overranked right now. Um, you oh, know, well. so... Their conference 12 has certainly has some has some solid teams. So I may be misevaluating them. I'm not sure. I might be sort of underestimating how tough their schedule really has been. Uh, but to my eye, uh, this doesn't look like a terrific 10 seed, somebody that's going to go on a run. Um, you know, I, and I already telegraphed. I don't think Eugene is necessarily having the year they wanted either. Uh, I don't think they're, you know, necessarily the best seven seed in the tournament right now. Um, but I, I think I would lean toward Eugene's way between these two teams. Okay. Next up, we got the defending champs in Arbor. They brought back their entire starting lineup from last year. Um, Eric Frick, Jimmy Henry, Michael Doherty. They're really good. <laughs> um, they're really good. So they won the championship last year, but you know, they've lost a few games that you didn't really expect them to lose this year. Um, Maybe you expected them to lose. I don't know. They, <laughs> you, you beat them nicely. You're well, nice we, we beat them once. They beat us once. Uh, so, um, yeah. but they lost South Bend twice. They lost to Jefferson City um, once. I don't. That's what I was talking about when I was like, they lost. I know, I know. I'm just trying to give your team some props for winning. You know, winning the conference. But go ahead. But yeah, they're really talented, and uh, I mean, you know, it's it's pretty crazy how. Like how much of their offense is just centered around three guys? I don't, I don't know if I've seen a team like do it to this extent. Uh, have you? Mm -hmm. no? no, I mean at least in the start, at least in the starting lineup. No, I mean you know they they get a little bit of scoring off the bench, right, from Lee and Williams. But yeah, yeah, in the starting lineup, it's an incredible percentage. Uh, it's basically what is it like uh, sixty three out of sixty nine points for their starters uh, come from those three guys. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, but yeah, they're, they're really solid. Um, you know, they, after, after losing to South Bend in the first round, you know, they took care of a pretty solid Bloomington team um, by four, 39 points and then a Lansing team by 15. Um, so I think they're on a good trajectory. And sometimes, you know, when you have like a little bad run right before or right during the start of the conference tournament, that's when you kind of you're like, well, our our luck's about to turn. I don't know. Have you noticed that? Like sometimes, yeah, you, you know, yeah, you want you want to stumble before the tournament, not in the tournament. Yeah, 
I mean, you know, it all goes in little waves, right? And you never know how it's mm -hmm. going to really go. Totally. So they're going up against um, Honolulu, who is similar in some ways um, in that they uh, kind of rely on three scores, not to that extent, maybe, but uh, William Wilkins is really efficient scorer. Um, I'm interested to see how he does. I mean, Levi Lewis is a great defender, so he might struggle in that, but um, maybe moves him to, I mean, maybe would move him to point guard for a game like this and just be like, go off against Doherty. Cause, um, but if he was a good point guard, he probably would have played him since he's six, five and he's playing a six, seven guy there. Uh, Ibrahim, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Go ahead. And then Ibrahim Horde, solid defensive passing uh, wing. Ryan Mobley's their guy though. So I'm really interested to see who he puts on Mobley. I would expect him to maybe put Frick, um, but um, he's got some choices to make with his uh, lineup. So it'll be, and Brad likes to switch it up a little bit. So that'll be interesting. For sure. I mean, the thing I want to get to is these teams played in the regular season and it was a very competitive game. It was 91 88 Ann Arbor one Wilkins stayed at the two and scored 35 points on Levi Lewis. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing he'll still be there, you know, cause he was effective against Lewis once he can probably do it again. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Henry, Henry really saved Ann Arbor scoring 40 points in that one uh, and allowing them to eke out a three point win despite being outshot. I mean, Honolulu was more, more efficient uh, shooting over 50% and Ann Arbor was down at about 45%. So, you know, it was a close game and that has to give uh, Honolulu some hope in this one for sure. They, they play in the weakest conference in the country, at least according to the conference rankings. And yeah. that's going to bring down their power ranking. You know, they had a three game losing streak midway through the season. Other than that, they have just two losses. And one of those is that three point last to Ann Arbor that we talked. Um, hmm. Overall, you know, Ann Arbor has so much talent, won the NTT last year, graduated one, you know, like sometimes starter uh, in McMinn from last year. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't see this team going down at this point, but they can't have been thrilled to face a team, you know, be matched up against a team that, you know, played them so tough earlier in the year already. Yeah. All right. And then this last matchup, I like this matchup. Sioux City, I think, is a really solid team. They got some really good players. Uh, Mark Riley, their uh, freshman small forward, 56.7% true shooting. Grayson Hernandez is a stud. Um, 63.5 percent true shooting on 16 points per game. Joseph Van Hook, the point guard, is kind of does it all. Um, and then Ian Kohler is a solid big man. He was, I think, he was like a five-five or six-six or something like that. I was on him, um, but yeah, overall, like Sioux City's got really good team. Not a ton of height on the bench, but he makes it work. You know, uh, <laughs> puts all his height in the starting lineup. So they're going mm -hmm. up against a pretty good Twin Falls team. Now, Twin Falls, they did not start the season very well. Um, they lost. They played a murderous row <laughs> in the, uh, in the uh, first three games. Ann Arbor lost by seven. Shreveport lost by three. Us, that one was a little... Um, a little lost. bit more, yeah, 99 but to 58. You know yeah. what? Like, I, I, I don't want to... So, I, I don't know. Here's what I think sometimes happens. I think sometimes, like, people don't have success when they're playing really good teams at the beginning, and then they try and change things that they shouldn't change. I don't mm -hmm. know if they changed something for that game or 
I mean, you can't, you can't really tell. Maybe you line up maybe um, shot settings or stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, sometimes, like, that spells a little more um, doom for the next, like, week of games because, yeah. like, oh, like, I shouldn't have lost all these games. Some I got to do something different when, in reality, you just played really solid teams, especially when you're in the PNTT. So, I definitely make that exact mistake, so I know what you're talking about for sure. I feel like I do too. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just natural. So, but you know, after that, Idaho Falls lost. They kind of, I mean, they beat a really solid Colorado Springs team. They haven't lost since. So they beat Colorado Springs again. Beat Billings twice. Um, I like this team. I think they're rounding into form. Uh, I think they got a lot of solid players. Uh, Atchison, uh, Grist. Uh, uh Karan Cameron. I mean that guy was pretty big tie. And last year they made it to the Elite Eight. Um so and did they I think they lost one player uh from last year who wasn't like a huge starter. I think yeah, this I think you're right. Pretty yeah. solid. Yeah. Yeah. I guess technically I mean they lost two senior starters it turns out, Cobb and Ridley, but neither of those guys was all that great statistically for them. You know, yeah. I mean I remember doubting last year's team, not thinking they were going to make it as far as they did, but Kamen and Grist managed to carry them, right? And actually, Kaimana Smith, who he had 4.1 turnovers per 30 minutes last season, uh, you know, had, had a couple of nice games in the NTT, certainly had a lot of assists at least. Uh, so they've been there before. Uh, I, I tend to mention this whenever we talk about Twin Falls, but technically their coach is our, our fearless leader, Kaimana, yeah. you know, I mean. Um, I don't know how much attention he's paying at this stage to his individual teams. I'm sure he's not optimizing them. You know, he's trying to let the rest of us win some, uh, but certainly a coach that, that knows what he's doing. Uh, yeah. And so if he, he's interested in winning some games, I think he'll have a good chance of doing so um, just based on his pure coaching talent, not even, you know, uh, relating to what he had, he would know behind the scenes. Cause he was, he was very, very, very successful before he ever took over the game. Um, and so, I, I don't know, I, Sioux City is another team that's had a ton of recent NTT success, yeah. right? I mean, not so much last year, but the three years before that, they were in the Final Four uh, and in the title game twice, winning uh, four seasons ago. So nobody from the title team is still there, but they do have guys who were in, or sorry, who were in the title game yeah. uh, just two seasons ago and lost to Youngstown. Uh, Hernandez and Kohler among them. And then, you know, Riley comes in. Riley is the guy, Mark Riley, the small forward. He, I'm almost positive he was a one-one tie between Sioux City and Hershey, my dad's team. Uh, so rough for him to see him performing yeah. this well. Uh, so yeah, I, I like both of these teams. I think it's a very interesting matchup. Uh, I don't know exactly which way to lean, frankly. Um, I, I, I think it, I think it's pretty even. I doubted Twin Falls last year. The same thing is causing me to maybe doubt them a little bit this year, but also to question that given how successful they really were. Yeah. Um, and I think whoever wins, like, it, they could give Ann Arbor a run for their money. Or Honolulu, you know. This mm-hmm. is, like, this this four, this group of four, this little um, region, you know. That's going to be, that's gonna, there's a lot of really good teams in that. So, it'll be interesting. Um, looking at this group as a whole, I don't know, how you see it playing out? Yeah, I mean, you've really started to sell me on Huntsville. Uh, part of it, though, I mean, I... You've been talking about how good they are, but also just those stats are really eye-popping for me. So it's hard for me to move away from them when looking at this region. I think Worcester is very good. Uh, I don't know that they're, you know, they're undefeated. I don't, 
I don't see them as the kind of team that's going to run through this whole tournament. Um, as, as talented as they are, um, I think they might need a, a little bit more by way of shot blocking or, or, you know, that kind of defense to, uh, go all the way. Um, could they win the region? Sure. But I would think maybe Huntsville, uh, is actually a slightly better bet to do that. Um, just cause they have such an impressive statistical profile. Um, beyond that, you know, it's a lot of teams that are good. Uh, certainly, certainly Ann Arbor is another team to watch yeah. for sure. Uh, I, I don't know that I think I agree with you that a Sioux city twin falls combo is, is going to give them that much trouble in the second round. Um, I, I think, you know, well, Ann Arbor, well, go ahead. I, was just, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, they've certainly been inconsistent this year, you know, firsthand they've been beatable, but until somebody knocks them off, they are the champ and they've and more importantly, they've got the team, the players that were there, you know, Henry and Frick, they're still there. Doherty still there. Presley was a big part of that team as well. Um, so I tend to think they're going to straighten things out. And if you remember last season, they were only a four seed, I think. Uh, they were not a one seed, put it that way. And I don't think they were a two or a three either. I believe they were a four and went on to win the tournament. Um, so, you know, now they're they're actually a better seed than I remember them being last year. So, you know, if it comes down to an Ann Arbor-Huntsville game, uh, that would be the game that I think that will determine the, the region winner to me. They actually already played in the PNTT playoffs. All right. What happened? Huntsville won. Yeah. Okay. Handily? I, I forget. Um, I forget. Uh, I'm looking this up right now. See if I can find it. Somewhere. <laughs> Great radio for everyone. Huntsville versus Carbondale, Huntsville versus Joplin. Was it early in the was it early in the tournament? Yeah. 76-65, Huntsville won. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. That's your region champion then. Now who knows? I mean, you look at that game, Lewis was at point guard, Doherty at shooting guard. Um, maybe they would try that again. I don't know. But certainly, you know, a Brad will have a few tricks up his sleeve if he gets the rematch, no doubt. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I think. I think this region has a lot of teams that could, you know, make a little run. I mean, I think Topeka could make a run. Um, Wooster, obviously. Gulf Shores and Yonkers, I think, could. Um, I know you're a little more down on Yonkers, but I think they have some good pieces that are definitely capable. And then I think Sioux City, Ann Arbor, Huntsville, like, for sure, like, all those teams. So I think there's some solid teams, like, like, I listed, I think, seven teams or six teams, and it's like, oh, I think all of them could, could if things broke right, um, make it out. Uh, might not be easy or anything. I'd probably lean Huntsville, but you know, Arbor's really solid. I kind of like Gulf Shores coming out the top, though. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Uh, like I said, great, great NTT history for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I, I would actually, I like your Topeka pick more as a, as a sleeper over Gulf yeah, Shores. Topeka is definitely a sleeper. And we already saw what they did to Huntsville the first time they played. So right. Um, yeah, I'll probably, yeah, I think, I think I'd probably pick Huntsville, but I think you're right that Huntsville and Arbor game could be, um, could probably has a good chance of, if we do see it, has a good chance of uh, deciding the um, Final Four representative. Mm -hmm. Sounds right to me. Yeah. Cool. Well, that wraps that up. 
Um, we do have one more region, and uh, we'll get to that soon.